Hello and welcome to Automators. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am joined by my wonderful co-host David Sparks. And we are here to talk about how you can get your technology to do your work for you. And in today's episode, how it can make you fitter. Hello, David. Hello, Rosemary. How are you? I, I'm excited because, it, you know, it's a new year. Everybody likes to, you know, pretend to make health-based resolutions and we're trying to find ways to automate it today. Yeah, I know my gym, you have to make reservations to go. It's crazy now. Oh. There's so many new people there. It's great. Well, my New Year's resolution was to not join a gym, and I am pleased to say that I'm doing very well with this resolution so far. You are crushing it. I know. Uh, that said, I am, I'm I'm looking at that swimming pool, because um, there's a swimming pool about 12 minutes walk from me, and uh, I'm looking at that, but it's not heated, so I'm not going there just yet. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> It it is pretty chilly outside, and uh, there, unfortunately, you can't automate heating a non heated swimming pool. If only you could automate the swimming part, so you could stay in bed and let the automation do the work for you. I, I'm looking forward to that day. That that would be there good. You go. Though I, I confess, <laughs> I don't want to automate a robot that's going to eat my chocolate for me. I am quite happy to do that particular manual task all by myself. There you go. Well, we were thinking that, it, but it is New Year, and, and a lot of people do uh, think about fitness this time of year. And this is an area ripe with automation. Just like uh, up until minutes before we started recording the show, both of us were coming up with new ideas and adding things to our systems. Yes. And um, I think that in particular, automation is helpful here because this is something a lot of us have resistance to. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things we're going to talk about in the show today is my um, love-hate relationship with food tracking. Every time I track my food, I lose weight. It just works. It's magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I never can get myself to stop and track my food. So I'm going to use some automation. We'll talk about that in the show today. But we got a bunch of automation stuff about fitness and health tracking. And this is gonna be a fun show. Yeah. And I think it might be a good idea to talk about, you know, like, why are you going to automate this stuff? Because as well as the the options of, you know, actually getting this stuff logged, as you said, with your food, if if you don't, automate these things, then it's probably going to be somewhat inaccurate. You know, if you just take a guess at how far you ran, well, you know, you're probably going to be way off. I don't know about you, but I'm always off with my distances when I'm estimating things. And they're going, yeah, that's like 300 meters. And it's like, no, no, that was 800 meters. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm completely off here. That was, you know, well over double what I estimated. Or you do it the other way around. You go, that's definitely 800 meters and it's only 300 meters, which are approximately the same in feet. But a nice piece of this is if you're willing to throw some money at this problem, uh, technology exists to 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 automate and get yeah. very accurate results with a lot of this stuff. I mean, uh, you get an Apple Watch and you're going to know exactly how far you ran or you swam. Yes. Um, and similarly, you can even get toothbrushes, which are integrated with HealthKit to track your toothbrushing. Now, personally, I have not gone that far. I've looked at it, but I'm very happy with my Sonicare, um, which doesn't even have Bluetooth. Um, and I'm quite happy about that because it's probably got better battery life. But if, you, if you're struggling to keep track of whether or not you've brushed your teeth and things like that, then it's a great piece of tech. That's an outrage that you don't have Bluetooth in your toothbrush. I did have Bluetooth in my toothbrush before, but the problem was I couldn't easily charge my toothbrush when traveling. And I travel way more than I would actually track my toothbrushing because I know I brush my teeth twice a day and I do a decent job of it. My dentist is happy. So I figured, well, I'll, I'll get the, the Sonicare because the travel case, you can charge with mini USB, not even micro USB or USB-C. It charges with mini USB, but I've got a tiny cable and that's great for traveling. Yeah, I hear about these uh, connected toothbrushes and I, I really... 
this is even though we're about to do a whole show on automation, I don't get it. I don't understand. Isn't it just running a two minute timer to make sure you brush your teeth long enough? So the RLB that I have before with the Bluetooth, um, this didn't log it to the health application, but it had an app that it paired with and you could change the program on it um, and you could say, hey, I'm currently having a problem. Um, You know, like, for example, I've got bad breath at the moment and it would put together a a cleaning program and tell you which section of your mouth you should be cleaning between like the, the brief pauses in the vibration. Um, really? or oscillation, um, and it would change it and tell you exactly what you should be doing. And you could also read the news while you were doing that. So it would like, show you some headlines and things and the weather and stuff. But <laughs> the, the problem with that is your your phone gets covered in toothpaste um, because you're, you're there and you're suddenly distracted by by the news and it's like, oh my gosh, there was a bunny. Um, and it was really cute. And then you're, you've got toothpaste all over your phone, um, all because of a bunny in the news. So uh, personally, I'm still not sold on the toothbrush automation either, but the rest of it, I'm pretty interested by. Yeah, I uh, so just to close the loop, I I think that's crazy. I I'm uh, maybe this is an old man in the lawn moment for me, but I kind of look at brushing your teeth as one of those moments where you can stop and be mindful about brushing your teeth, and mm-hmm. you don't have to watch the news. You no. know, at the uh, I do have an electric toothbrush. It's an Oral B, and it 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 after two minutes it pauses. It, it goes and uh, uh, you know like beep. Yeah. So I just brush my teeth, and when it does that, then I stop and I'm okay. But the uh, yeah, okay. So we're not going to be selling a whole lot of connected toothbrushes today on the old uh, Automators podcast, but. We do have some help for you either way. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> sorry, sorry to go down a rabbit hole, but that, that's interesting. Well, I mean, it's one of these things that people have to consider because I, I remember a while ago there was a discussion in the Mac Power Users Forum about um, water tracking applications and whether or not you actually need to track how much you drink um, and so on. And there was somebody, and if I can find a link to this thread, then then I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but they were saying that essentially they realized that they were waking up with what felt like a hangover and it turned out that they were dehydrated. Um, so while technically the the rule should just be if you're thirsty, drink, um, sometimes it's good to have prompts. And I have been using Waterminder to help me uh, both keep track of how much I drink um, and also to prompt me to drink throughout the day. Um, and I'm really happy with that solution because it's super easy. You set it up, it gets your height and weight um, out of the health app, asks you what kind of lifestyle you have, and then you can save different kinds of glasses and so on in there with different amounts of liquid. And you can even specify that it's Coca-Cola or coffee or tea or water or sparkling water. Um, and that that for me was uh, pretty much a, the gateway drug into automating my, my health tracking. I haven't yet got a connected water bottle Um but I keep looking at them. So I think that's a great idea, Rose. Uh, having something to tap you on the shoulder. I mean, we all need a buddy to tap us on the shoulder as we go through the day, as we're trying to get better at health and fitness. And unless you're like a movie star or a president, you don't have people following you around to tell you what to do. Uh, but you can use that with technology. And I think, I just think this is one of the best uses of automation and using the stuff we've talked about on the show. Um, I think anybody can implement this stuff with relatively easy automation. Um, I might as well go into it right now. So one of my, similar to Rose's water tracking, I, I'm really trying to get better at tracking my food. As I said earlier, this is something I can do that always makes me healthier. If I have to write down, I'm going to eat the chocolate cake quite often. I don't actually eat the chocolate cake. It just works, you know? Yes. So, uh, the problem is, um, I, if you look at me over the last week, I have tracked my breakfast every day. 
And there's a couple days that I tracked my lunch. And there are no days that I tracked my dinner, you know, because I just run out of gas, I guess. So so what I've done is I've created a very uh, brief shortcut here. And we'll end up putting this in the uh, – a link to this in the show notes. But this is – you know, in terms of shortcuts, this is a real easy one. Uh, it Let me just get it open here so I don't screw it up. The uh, – whoops, I just triggered it. Um, it's a choose from menu with two options. Do you need to log some food? Question mark. That's the prompt. And then it's a yes or a no. And if it's a yes, then it just opens my fitness pal, which is the app I use to track food in. There's others. You could put whatever app you want in, but I wanted to give myself a reward. If I don't, if, I, if this comes up and I've already tracked on my phone, I'm going to give myself a reward. So I showed an alert. This is good job, Sparky. And it has a little cute emoji. Now I would like to go deeper with this. Uh, Rose and I were talking before the show. Maybe I'll add a random generator and add like one of like 10 emojis so I get a different one every time. Mm-hmm. Um, even better, I would like to have it put the confetti on the screen like you get, you know, in the messages app. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can figure out how to do that. But so or some sort of animation. I don't want to play songs because I may be in a place where I can't have music come up. Yeah. But anyway, so I made I made this really simple shortcut that allow that either prompts me to go into my fitness pal and catch up for the last few hours, or um, or or gives me some positive uh, feedback. Now, what I'm going to do with this is I'm going to run it at a specific time. You know, so this is going to go at 10 a.m. and it's going to go at 2 p.m. and it's going to go at 7 p.m. because usually both all those are you know within a few hours of probably my last meal. So uh, I don't, I, as someone who hates notifications on my phone, uh, this is worth it for me because I think it's going to help me get healthier. And it's, it's just a silly little automation, but, and it's not actually tracking the food. I still have to do the work of going in my fitness pal and tracking the food, but it's, uh, hopefully going to keep me on track. That's a really smart way of doing it. And especially if if you're one of those people that feels like you need to get tracking health and, and doing some things to try and improve your health. It can be kind of difficult to talk to other people and having technology as your friend there. Technology doesn't judge you. It just, you know, it sets, it does whatever you tell it to do. Um, and for me, for me, that's a great thing because I, I don't want to be judged for not going to the gym because I never go to the gym. Um, but I'm, I'm also aware that I never go to the gym. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But it's, it's nice that I've got my setup here that doesn't, you know, tell me. So did you go to the gym today when I don't even have a gym membership and I don't even know where the nearest gym is? Yeah. I mean, you just got to work on the problem that you're dealing with. It may, like you were talking earlier, it's maybe for you, it's tracking water. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, for me, it's keeping the chocolate cake out of my face. Um, but the, uh, you know, this is stuff anybody can implement and it can make a difference. Yes, it absolutely can. And I, th- I think that's what everybody should think about. You know, maybe you don't have any health problems at all and you, you're pretty happy and healthy. Well, you can actually keep an eye on how happy and healthy you are and then figure it out later. Uh, my fitness pal is particularly good mm. for if you want to do something like food tracking because they remember prior meals you have. They've oh, yeah. got a huge database. If you type in a restaurant name, there's a good chance they're going to have things in there. Um, if you eat something out of a box, they have a scanner there. You can scan the code on the box, yep. and it's probably going to have the food already in its library. So uh, getting back to that earlier point about accurate data, uh, I have extremely accurate data on the food I consume if I go through the 
steps of of tracking the food. Yes. And this also integrates with the Apple Health application. You may have to trigger it from inside the MyFitnessPal settings to do that. Um, but you, you it can integrate with all of that information there and sync your weight and everything. So if you've got, for example, health kit scales, uh, like the, I think it's Wything scale, um, connects to the Apple Health app, then that data also ends up in MyFitnessPal um, very easily which is very useful. Um, and I, I have to say, I've always enjoyed my fitness pill and the fact that you can create recipes in it as well because I love to cook. So being able to put my recipe in there and then say, okay, I made this recipe and ate a quarter of it uh, is pretty good. Yeah, agreed. Um, there are other apps that that do this for you. Um, but Rose and I both use my fitness pal. Yeah. So I, I don't really, I can't really speak to the other apps, but um, this is not the only app that can do that. And, and it does a lot more. They've got a premium plan if you want that, that gives you, I think, additional information. I'm, I'm not a subscriber. I just use the basic plan and I use it to track food and it, it also tracks my log at my uh, workouts. So it just kind of gives me a running tally as I get through the day of how I'm doing. Um, something you mentioned, Rose, I'd like to kind of go in a little deeper. I don't think a lot of people understand is the data sharing model with Apple's health and fitness data. Oh, yeah, this is so good. So there are a whole host of devices, a lot of them available in the Apple Store, but they're not exclusively available in the Apple Store. There are devices available elsewhere that can connect directly to the health app. So you can get things like thermometers and scales and jump ropes that track how many times you've jumped rope. Um, And these connect to the health app. Um, But a lot of these just work on device. They don't necessarily store your data somewhere else in a server, which is pretty nice, but also they can even share this with your doctor um, if your doctor's surgery is set up to, to do that. Unfortunately, mine here in Austria, when I asked about health integration, he looked at me and he said, I'm still running Windows 7. So no, <laughs> but um, it, you can get a lot of this data and it's really nice, you know, being able to do an ECG on your watch and show it to somebody that's pretty cool. And being able to send that as a PDF by email is even better. Yeah, I just think this is something that uh, where Apple has really done well. I mean, we, we give Apple a hard time sometimes on the show, but uh, the management of health data, first, they protect your privacy, they keep it on device, um, but they encrypt it so you can make a backup of it. I mean, for a while, that was an issue, like you'd lose data if you had a new device because of the way the health data was stored. But also they have a completely user manageable way to both export data out of health to applications and import data from applications. So applications that want to tie into the health system can do it. I've got this dumb little meditation timer that I've been using every day for I, I think as long as I've had my iPhone. It goes way back. But it has health integration. So my meditations get logged into my health app. And that's just an example of of so many apps like you know my fitness pal shares a ton of data back and forth mm-hmm. and but you can totally control it as a user so if you wake up one day and find out my fitness pal just got bought by somebody and you don't want your data going to them anymore you can turn it off with within seconds on your phone mm-hmm. i just think it's such a really you know it's such a good implementation implementation in fact i look at this and then i look at what they've done with the time tracking stuff you know where they app tracking and how many times you pick up your phone and all that um, they don't do any of that with that data you know that data is completely you know siloed in that uh, the the apple application i would love to see third-party developers be able to access and use that data but they can't uh so it is an interesting contrast but for health data you have the benefit of being able to put it anywhere you want 
and that that allows you to get apps like water tracking apps or health apps and and use that data to your best advantage. Yes, and, and that's what I really find amazing because as well as all of these apps out there, you also have shortcuts integration, which we'll dive into a little bit deeper later in the show. Um, but you can get all of this data in and out with shortcuts, which allows you to do your own calculations and pr- create your own views of results um, and and summaries, which I, I really like. And uh, the, the features that they recently added, especially the menstruation tracking, that's really useful for those people who need it. And uh, I'm really pleased to see that this is continuing to grow and be better. And uh, their stuff's working really well for me. Um, and uh, the, the new UI is pretty. So that always helps. I, I just feel like this is one section of Apple that's like clicking on all cylinders right now. They're just doing a great job. Yes. Definitely. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Kensington, the people who make universal docking stations that are designed to increase productivity. It's so easy to use. You can get access to more ports and make your sleek MacBook, Chromebook, or other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's plug and play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K displays with HDMI and Display Link video connectors, plus USB 3.0, USB C, and Thunderbolt 3 with power delivery available. The Kensington engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of hardware IT products, plus rigorous test cycles and quality control. That means all of their products are tested above industry standards. If you're an IT decision maker looking to find the right docking solutions for your organization, check Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Visit kensington.com slash automators right now to check out Kensington. That's kensington.com slash automators to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Really FM. Well, we've talked about getting data into the health application, um, and that that's always a good start. But sometimes it's nice to build the habit of actually doing the thing that generates the data. And this is something I've been playing a lot with recently with the Streaks app, which is a habit tracking application, but it has integration with the health kit. Um, And I am loving this because you can just be going around walking, you know, you get on with your day and it turns out you've met your exercise ring and Streaks sends you a notification and says, hey, you've met your exercise goal for the third day in a row. Now, of course, this is built into the activity um, rings um, and the health app in general where you can track this information, but combining this with all of the other information is pretty nice. And you can also specify that you want to do a 10-minute workout and start a timer and things like that, and it connects to the health app to synchronize all of this data. And that's that's been really good fun for me playing with this. Hey, this is such an interesting category because so often on this show, we have to talk about building custom automations to make a lot of this stuff work. Mm-hmm. And in this case, there's multiple app developers that are using this data store we've talked about to uh, to do the work for us. So, uh, you know, like Streaks is a good example of that. Yes. And what I really like about Streaks as well is they're aware that people will want to do things outside of their app. So they've built in shortcut support. So what you could do is when you open um, a, an application to track your, your workouts. So I've been using an app called Swim Tracker recently. Um, it then uh, logs for me that I'm doing that habit. Now, I am, you know, taking myself a you know, trusting myself perhaps a little too much here. I could just open the swim app every day without going to the swimming pool. Um, but I've set up my shortcuts automation so that when I open this application, it marks my habit uh, as done in streaks for me. Um, and that's really handy because 
then you don't have to think about it and you can just integrate it into these other aspects of your life. Yeah, it's really awesome. You know, and, and I do think that in this episode, like I would recommend downloading a bunch of these apps and trying them out to to help automate your health stuff. Yes. Um, and especially, you know, finding a habit tracking application that integrates with health, I think is really good if you're looking to build these habits, because then you can specify that you want to work out twice a week or something. And it could be any two days of the work or specifically Mondays and Thursdays. And these just help you build those habits and build those streaks. Um, and of course, once you've started building the habit, it's easy to keep going. Um, so it, especially if you've got the data to prove that you're you're doing something and you you know that you've done it. I'd like to talk about um, accountability automation. Mm. So, so I have, in addition to having my watch uh, tap me on the shoulder, I actually have a friend that um, him and I um, kind of keep each other. We we share each other's data. We're both we're like friends on my fitness pal. So, like if I stop for a long time or whatever, he'll call me or give me a message, and I'm I keep an eye on him too. It's just like kind of an accountability friend. But uh, I I'm not that good about like sending him updates, you know, I, I guess I'm relying on him to go look at my data, which is kind of a pain in the neck. So I think it'd be fun to automate like a daily or weekly text message, giving him a summary of data out of the health app. And this is one rose where I came up with the idea, but I haven't solved it yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm assuming that I can like even maybe with some of these third party apps, pull data out of the health app, then turn that into a text file. Once I've got it into a text file, then I'm golden. You know, I can send a, a message and automate the whole process. But the uh, the trick I need to figure out is how to get my own report out of the health app. Is that as easy as I'm assuming it is? Well, I was experimenting with exactly this today because I wanted to do um, an end of the day summary of my activity and put it in day one. Um, And I wanted to do this with shortcuts because this is me. And if I'm not using shortcuts, then it does seem like something might be going wrong with the world. Um, And so I I built this and you can get a lot of data out. Um, And more importantly, once you've got that data, so there's an an action to get um, health data or a health sample, it's called. But then you can use, um, there is a another action. It's not the calculate action. I've forgotten the name of it, and I'm just double-checking what it is so that I don't get it wrong. Calculate statistics. That's the one. And then you can do something like an average, a minimum, a maximum, or, for example, in the case of my steps, so I get all, all of the um, steps health samples from today, and then I do a sum, and it adds them all up. So I've got 23 steps here and 48 steps over there and so on. And then it shortcuts just adds it all up for me so i have it now i haven't spent a lot of time formatting this yet at the moment it's still you know steps colon number of steps and weight colon my weight at the moment um and i'm considering adding emojis to that in increasing levels of happiness um no sad faces because i like to motivate myself um but um you you can do it all sorts with this um and i'm sure there are other apps out there that can export things in a pretty kind of report that you're looking for but I haven't run into one yet. So I'm thinking that might be some homework for our listeners. Yeah. Another way I could do this that is less fancy it, because the person has access to my data because I've, I've enabled it already is just um, to create a draft message at the end of the day with a fill in snippet. You know, it's like today I did or did not track all my food mm-hmm. and today I did or did not hit my rings you know, just, I mean, there's just two or three metrics that I'm looking at and I know the answers to them. 
Yeah. Um, so I could do that as well. And also, honestly, maybe the advantage of that could, because this is about personal motivation as well, forcing myself to push the button to say, I didn't track my food yeah. before this message gets sent every day. Well, that's some accountability right there. Yeah, it is. Um, and I really like that. I'm, I'm currently trying to build, um, so Federico Vitici built the music bot in shortcuts. I, I'm personally, I'm trying to build my, my personal health assistant bot. It's nowhere near as complicated or as fancy, but I'm trying to get it to check in on me via push cut on at random intervals and things like that. So that I then have to give it more information about how I'm doing and what I'm doing. And if I feel like I'm doing a good job. Yeah, I mean, and of course, there's a line with this stuff. You can you can go crazy with yes. it. Yes, yeah. But for instance, this food tracking automation I was talking about earlier, if if I can turn that into a habit, you know, if I can get myself in the mindset that I'm a person that tracks all my food, then maybe the notification will just be once a day at the end of the day instead of three times a day. But right now, I am clearly uh, suffering from a problem that I can't get this habit started. So I'm going to give myself more notifications. And that's one of the nice things about being an automator is you can always go back and change this stuff and tone it down or tone it up as you need to. Yes, exactly. And I think that's that's one of the big takeaways with the automation of aspect of this is you, you can, you know, tweak that uh, until it's at what you feel is the right level for you. Um, and I know at the moment it feels like Waterminder is bugging me a little too much with the water. So I need to go in and tweak those notifications. Um, but that that's part of the awareness that is necessary to building good health habits. So as I'm thinking about it, you know, I talked earlier, I have a 7 p.m. Did you track your food shortcut automation? I could easily add to that, you know, did you hit all your rings today? Mm-hmm. And then I and then I could auto generate a text message to my buddy uh, that that gives the results of that. Yeah. You know, today David did or did not track all his food, or today David did hit or did not hit all his rings, and then then it puts the message on my screen. I could even automate where it sends it automatically. That's easy enough with uh, shortcuts. Yep. Um. Uh, so it, yeah, it's this this could be fun. Yes, it definitely can be. And there's there's a lot of choices that we can make out there to to see what we can do with these things. And I know that you've uh, you've been experimenting with some some things at the gym recently. Uh yeah, I mean I I just um we um the type of of gym we go to, it's like a the workout is like planned for you. You go in and they push you around. They're like jump on the treadmill, go lift weights, you know, whatever. So <laughs> So it's nice. And Apple added the uh, high interval, what's it called? The high intensity interval training yeah. as a as a potential, which is the type of workout I did. Because when I was doing it, before they added that, I would do these workouts and I'd be on the treadmill, but then I'd switch over to the weights or to the rowing machine. And I was doing this constantly. And it's like, you couldn't stop and reset a workout every like 10 minutes. It's, it's madness. So it's nice. Yes, definitely. Getting back to good data because of the technology. Yes, absolutely. And I, what I've done at the moment is uh, I've got um, a couple of uh, automations built in. I've been trying to use the uh, started an Apple Watch workout um, automation. But the problem is, is at the swimming pool, I leave my phone in the locker and it's too far away and there's no Wi-Fi at the swimming pool, which is probably for the best because do you really want to take your iPad for a swim? Probably not. Um, But it means that I can't use that one. Um, And I can't use the automation of when I stop a workout either because my my phone is too far away from my watch. Um, So I've been using um, 
notifications when I arrive and when I leave to help me try and track this information. And especially the one where I leave, I'm, I'm working on getting the amount of time that I spent swimming and the, the distance that I swam and logging that to day one so that I can have like a little personal health journal um, with all of the data in it. Yeah, one of the tricks for me was I, I, I did not have the habit of turning the workout on when I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'd go because there's a separate health monitor you wear there, and they they shame you, you know, if your heart's not going hard enough. Uh, so so I would go in there and I'd get to the end of work and I realized I forgot to turn the workout on. So I had an automation where it was a shortcut and it just was location based. If I got to the gym then it would give me the notification, hey, buddy, turn on your workout. And that was great because it would remind me every time I'd go. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, the round table pizza is right next door. So Uh. I took my daughter to pizza once and it told me to start a workout and just made me feel terrible. (laughs) But yeah, but but, but I got thinking, well, what are some better ways to solve that problem? And um, the uh, you could do it like if the gym has Wi-Fi and like, you know, some of these gyms you have, you know, they're very fancy places. You can plug into their Wi-Fi. So you could use Wi-Fi as a trigger. I think that would be a, a closer way of getting, you know, that accurate. And then, you know, based on the whole iBeacon run we had last month, I was thinking if you had a locker, what if you just put an iBeacon in your locker? Yeah, that would be a pretty good solution. That space you control, you can put in there. Or if you don't have a locker, if you could find a place for it. I, I don't think it would work with my particular gym, but... um that would be another way if you're having trouble. Uh, fortunately, you know, as habits go, I'm I'm totally ingrained now. I, once I sit down to start a workout, I I do it on my watch, and I don't need my technology to remind me. But it did take a few months for me to get there. Yes, and fortunately, you know, the Apple Watch is helping us there now with its own automation of when when you've started doing something that it thinks is a workout, it prompts you um, yeah. to to track it. And this happened to me quite a few times over Christmas. So a lot of people think, oh, Christmas, yes, time to sit back and relax. Well, uh, I ended up walking a lot over Christmas because I didn't want to wait 20 minutes in the cold to take a bus. Um, And so we would just walk home instead of standing for 20 minutes and then spending 10 minutes on the bus. We just walked the whole way. And uh, that was really good to get those tracked because it turned out I was working out pretty hard. (laughs) That was back in England? Yeah, no, that was here in Vienna. So it's been it's been yeah. pretty chilly, and uh, I've been doing a lot of walking over Christmas. So I'm a little bit tired now, but uh, I think the cheese fondue probably has been worked off. So yeah, I've been in a lot of cold places. You know, I've been in Alaska on the glaciers. I've been I've been in a lot of cold places in my life. I have never been as cold as I was when I was walking around where you grew up in January. That <laughs> it was like this this wind that would come over these hills and yep. I've just never been so cold in my life. Well, I don't know what, what you, it was. I, you went to Stonehenge as well, right? And it's so exposed yeah. there. It is absolutely freezing. But I did grow up just down the road from Stonehenge. And it does get pretty pretty nippy out there, yes. I still shiver when I think about it. And I have, it wasn't like I didn't have enough jackets on. I had I had many layers and scarves. And there's this picture of me and my family, you know, these Southern California, you know, wimps. Mm-hmm. And we just look miserable. <laughs> I mean, it was so cold. <laughs> yes. But that leads me to another automation that I've been looking at. So I've I've been um I've 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 tried running before and unfortunately I have a bit of a knee issue. So my knees do not appreciate me going running, but I do like to go for walks. Um and so one thing that I have been building into my morning uh shortcut that I run every morning that tells me, you know, what I've got going on for the day is um when it checks the weather, it tells me if it's a good day to go for a walk or what time would be a good time to go for a walk during the day if 
you know, if there's rain forecast. And that's something I'm working on because that's a, an easy way to prompt you to do your habit at a, at a good time, you know, so you don't go, yeah. well, I was going to go for a walk, but now it's raining and it's going to rain for the rest of the day when actually you had four hours before that, you just didn't know it was going to start raining then. Um, and so I, I'm using that and I'm trying to extract the data out of Carrot to do that. The, the Apple um, weather application is really good. I just prefer the Carrot weather uh, because it also has snarky comments. Yeah. And going back to the show we did on calendar automation, um, a lot of this stuff also lends into that. You mm-hmm. could uh, automate calendar blocks like for workouts or taking walks or whatever. And if you put them on the calendar, then they're more likely to happen. I mean, all this stuff is just allowing the computer to make it easier for the human to work. Yes, exactly. Um, and and that's that's what you need to be thinking about when you're doing these health things. Because I know if it's too hard for me to track it and do it, then I just won't. Um, and, yeah. and this is how I end up, you know, spending six hours watching Netflix, binging chocolate and popcorn. Um, which is kind of the opposite of what I'm intending to do, but it happens much too easily because I don't make it easy enough for myself to build the healthy habits. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, I think that this is something that all of us can get a little better at. We're going to share some of the shortcuts and stuff we've talked about during the show in the show notes, so so check that out. Uh, but we've got more to talk about right after this. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by ExpressVPN, high-speed, secure, and anonymous VPN service. Get three months free with a one-year package. We all know how VPN protects your privacy and security online, but did you know it can take your TV watching to the next level? By unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries, that means you can use ExpressVPN to binge on Doctor Who or Star Trek on the UK Netflix. It's really simple. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app and change your location to the UK. Then refresh Netflix and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address so you can control where you want sites to think you're located and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. So if you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, whatever you want. For instance, you listeners in the UK, you did not get The Mandalorian because Disney Plus isn't there yet. Maybe that's what you need to do because it's awesome. Either way, there are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which you want when you're watching shows. There's no buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, like phones, media consoles, smart TVs, you name it, they cover it. So you can watch what you want, wherever you want. I am an ExpressVPN subscriber, use it all the time. I really like the security I get from it. Um, I travel a lot and I just don't want the guy in Starbucks that's sniffing the Wi-Fi to get access to whatever I'm up to. So uh, whenever I am not on my home Wi-Fi, I turn ExpressVPN on and I am happy and safe and secure. If you go to the link right now, expressvpn.com slash automators, you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. Support this show, watch what you want and protect yourself at expressvpn.com dot com slash automators. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the automators and all of Relay FM. So we still have quite a few things left to cover today, don't we, David? We do. Yes. 
Um, and I think the first one that I would like to mention is uh, turning the not so smart health tracking devices that we have, like I've got a pair of uh, Fitbit scales um, and I want to get this information into the Apple Health app. And so I've set up a series of shortcuts and I have a shortcut whenever I step on the scales, I run it and it asks me how much I weigh, what my body fat percentage is, and then it calculates my BMI and it saves all of these three data points into shortcuts. And this led me down a whole rabbit hole because it turns out my dad has been testing his blood sugar quite a bit um, because he wants to make sure that he doesn't have diabetes and he's fine and that's a good thing. But he didn't have a great way of keeping track of the data because he just bought a dumb device from from the chemists um, and it worked perfectly and was very accurate. And so I created a mini shortcut for him to track this information. And then my mom's blood pressure device needed their information tracking. So I spent a little bit of time recently creating tracking information shortcuts for my whole family so that they can store this information in shortcuts without having to upgrade all of their devices. Okay, so I, I have a pretty good idea how you're catcher, capturing the information. This is probably asking for user input exactly, and, and collecting data. But where are you storing the data? In the health application. So if you okay. look in uh, shortcuts, then there is an action to log a health sample. And this can log pretty much any kind of health sample. Now, a few of the things added at WWDC last year, so with iOS 13, are not available. So toothbrushing, uh, last I checked, was not in here. Um, and I'm seeing now that it's also still not here. But you've got all sorts of things there. So you can track your protein or potassium or the number of times you've fallen or... Iodine, uh, heart rate variability, headphone audio levels, all sorts of things. Um, so if you've got a device that can help you get information, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to get it into the health app with shortcuts. Um, and this then builds a whole series of data. Um, and my dad's doctor, I am pleased to say, was very impressed when my dad went in um, with his phone and was able to show him all this data um, and uh, was also very pleased to tell him that everything was fine. <laughs> so, Yeah. And and this may be the solution. I need to look through this because there's also get health samples from yes. the health data. So that may be the solution if I want to make, like like I was saying, the t daily text message to the buddy, I could get details out of the app that way mm -hmm. and just yeah. drop it in. Yes. And that's what I've been experimenting with, with shortcuts as well, to try and get a daily summary into day one at the end of the day so that I can go back and look over this information uh, in the context of everything else because I like to also add my workouts um, to day one so that I've got all of my workouts logged there and so on so I can see how consistent I'm being with tracking my data. The answer has been so far not very, but with automation, it's improving. There you go. I mean, that's the trick, isn't it? Yes, definitely. So, and then the one for your mom is just the same thing, just tracking yeah. different data and saving it to a different data store. Exactly. Um, so this all goes into the health app, which um, is ideal because I'm not going to start saving somebody else's personal health information onto a server. You know, I do own a server and have data on it, but it's not health information. And quite frankly, it's most useful to my parents in the health app. And it's pretty easy to run. They would never set shortcuts up for themselves, but I added it to the home screen. And so they just type on the icon on the home screen now and, and run the data and it works. Um, and they're very happy with it. I was thinking while you were just saying that this is an excellent one to use if you've got a family member that has some sort of health data they need to track and they've got an iPhone. Um, if you're listening to the automators, you're kind of a self-selecting pool of nerds. I got to tell you, sorry, you know, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, but 
you could create this shortcut, a very simple one. And we'll probably, are you willing to share that one, Rose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll share a couple of them in the, in the show notes. All right. So we'll put that one in. So you can just download it and then, you know, customize it to whatever your family member needs. And the thing Rose did, I think is genius is you save it as a home screen app because you can do that in shortcuts. You can turn a shortcut essentially into an app and then they just push a button on their home screen and log their daily whatever. And, uh, that would be really good. Yes. Um, and it's definitely cheaper than buying the new devices. You know, if, if you don't have a, a blood pressure monitor and you need to start tracking your blood pressure, then it's, of course, worth considering, do I do I want the, the cheapest one I can find or do I want the one with health integration? But if you already own one, then I would say take that question off the table and find a different way of logging the data. Because if you're actively going out of your way to measure your blood pressure, you can you can spend 30 seconds to log the data. Or like in my case, I have a Withings scale. I bought it in technology years, you know, eons ago. I think I've had it like six or seven years. And I am certain that the Wi-Fi radio in that is dragging down my whole network. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. And so maybe I'll just disconnect it from from the Wi-Fi and then I'll just run a shortcut instead. And it's not that much more work just to type it in myself. Yeah. Um, and also then you can, um, so, uh, bearing in mind that, uh, I track my, my weight in kilograms and my height is in centimeters. Uh, you calculate BMI slightly differently compared to if you're tracking your weight in pounds and your height in inches and feet. Um, but I, I actually then, because I am logging my data, I calculate my BMI as well, um, and throw it in there. Now, of course, BMI is one of those things. It's not hugely accurate to actually track how healthy and fit you are, but it's another data point. Um, and I, I get it for free because I'm, I'm using my shortcut and it wasn't a lot of work to add that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting to have an extra data point, even if you then don't do anything with it. In general, I tend to ignore it, but I like to know that it's there for me. That's about it for me and automation on health and fitness. You got anything else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it as well. I, I, it's one of these things. I've also been trying Mood Path, which is more for uh, checking your mental health and your moods. Um, and this sure. is something I heard recommended on Cortex. Uh, Mike Hurley recommended it. Um, and this, as far as I'm aware, doesn't integrate with the health application, but it does uh, prompt you at multiple times of the day to to track how you're doing uh, with your mood. And the more data you give it, of course, the more accurate it is and the better recommendations it can make for you. So I've been trying this since about December 4th, it seems. Um, and it's it's getting to the point where it can start to give me statistics. But uh, I have a few days every week where I fall off the radar and have to get back on. So I'm working on that. And, and that is a thing that prompts you at the end of the day, I assume. And It actually prompts you three times a day so you can track how your mood changes throughout the day. So if you're happier in the morning than the evenings or the other way around or at lunchtime in my case, because I'm in the middle of eating a bar of chocolate, uh, I tend to be in a very good mood, whereas I'm in a good mood the rest of the time. Unless I'm in the middle of podcasting with you, uh, in which case it's a very good mood. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, but I'm, I'm liking this and I'll, I'll put a link to that app in the show notes as well. Um, and it's an, an interesting way of just tracking another data point. Um, and of course, you know, mental health is just as important as physical health. So so what what type of data does it give you? Does it, is it, Do you find it helpful? 
Well, at the moment, I am just basically getting a little chart that shows my mood going up and down throughout the day um, and then from day to week and then week goes into months. Um, but it's the questions that it asks you, which I am very interested in seeing the answers um, for, because after 14 days of continuous assessment, you get an, uh, a continuous question answering. Then you get an assessment of your mental health. Um, oh. And in general, I think I'm going to come out pretty well. I seem to be pretty happy whenever I'm using this. Um, but they also have programs built in there. So you can have, there's a course on understanding depression. There's two courses on mindfulness. Um, uh, there's a course on self-confidence and a course on sleep. Um, I should probably do the course on sleep because I've been struggling with that a little bit. Um, but you, So it has a journal and then there's the results and uh under the discover tab that's where they have courses that you can read and listen to another one i guess health related and if you listen to focus you've heard me yammer on about meditation but i've done it for over 20 years almost 30 years now so um it's very useful to me but i don't have any automation involved i i have an app that i press as a timer because it has nice chimes but i i don't need uh, an app to tell me when I know when to do it and I do it. So it's, there's really not a whole lot of automation involved, but that's a good example of a habit. If you were trying to start to get something to remind you to do it either with just a, um, a shortcut based reminder, or there's a lot of app based automation. Um, some of the, uh, some of the more popular meditation apps will actually tell you once a day, Hey, you haven't meditated. You want to do that now? So you can, you can do solve that problem several ways. If that's something you're trying to get started on. Yes, that that's a, an interesting one. I've been trying, um, you know, not quite meditation, but definitely the the breathing exercises with the Apple Watch, um, and that's definitely interesting. And I've been using streaks actually because the Apple Watch has a maximum number of minutes that you can do it for at once, and I'm finding 15 minutes is actually pretty good to help me go to sleep at night. Um, but you can't actually do that with the Apple Watch. Um, so I set the Apple Watch for as long as you can go. I think it was 10 minutes last time I tried. Um, and then, um, and then I set a streaks timer for 15 minutes for the habit and then it locks it for me. Yeah. If you wanted to try it, the one I would recommend for someone new to it would be Headspace. I think they do a good job of kind of walking you through. Yes. And I've heard good things about them as well. And they will be linked in the show notes. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Do you have a website? And does your website have a shopping cart, registration forms, or a contact us page? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad experience for your customers and could have been lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert you when cart checkout, forms, and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail, in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted, depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code AUTOMATORS in all caps at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from Solar Winds for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, Rose, you got any automation problems you've been solving lately? 
Uh, yes, yes, I have. So I've been driving myself insane for the last couple of months, um, not intentionally, um, but I have an automation. It's a keyboard maestro macro. And whenever I plug my, my microphone setup into my MacBook Air, it pops up and it sets everything up to record automators. This was fabulous when I was only recording one podcast, but occasionally I record nested folders, another podcast that I host, or I record video and audio for Screencast Online. And I'm not going to go out and buy a different microphone for every single podcast that I record um, or for the screencasts. So what I've done is I've reprogrammed my keyboard maestro macro. Um, it took way too long for me to get around to doing this, but I finally reprogrammed it. And now one of the things it does, so it pops up and gets me to check a couple of settings that are the same for the microphone every single time. And then it pops up a dialog box that says, so what are you recording? Um, and then this uses, um, this gives me the option to say that I'm recording automators, nested folders, screencasts online, or a guest podcast. Um, and it sets things up with the right applications depending on which option I pick. And this has been so useful because I, I was starting to go a little bit insane with it, opening Skype every single time um, when I, I actually needed FaceTime, for example, or I, I was going to use um, Zencaster or something or audio, just audio hijack and ScreenFlow. So I'm very pleased to have actually found a solution that does not drive me up the wall. Yeah, the old problem of getting the audio files to the editor and, and everything related to it. Yes, exactly. Um, because I have different sessions in audio hijack as well that I use. That's the next step that I want to automate, making sure that the correct sessions are opened with audio hijack um, for whichever podcast I'm recording. Um, and that's something I haven't done yet. Um, and I'm still looking at ways to do that. It's an interesting rabbit hole when you've got something you do every week on your computer. And it doesn't take long to manually do it. But you want the automation not only just for making it faster, but making it more accurate, making yes. sure it gets to the right place. But then you know that like it could be so much better if only you could get the episode number in or, or whatever the particular problem that you're yes. trying to solve is. And it's funny how you can really get lost on getting it from acceptable to awesome. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, uh, that is an automator problem for all of us. Yes. Um, and I have to say my previous solution was not acceptable. It was definitely very acceptable when I started, um, when we first started with automators and I was very happy with it, but it, it quickly got to the point where I, I was getting grumpy with my automation because I'd have to wait for Skype to finish launching and then quit Skype so that I could open, you know, Zoom or Zencaster or FaceTime audio and, and things like that. Um, so that was less than ideal, but that is now finally fixed. So I'm very pleased about that. And uh, I'll, I'll put a little bit of documentation in the show notes as to exactly what gets done. Um, and specifically how I use the the alert in audio uh, in uh, keyboard maestro to to let me choose those different options. Yeah, uh, something that's made me really happy lately with automation is some of my document automation. Ooh, and I was just looking. I don't think we've done a show on automating Word and Pages. Maybe we'll have to do a show on it at some point. But it sounds like a plan. I, I've got a lot of really hacky automation I put together. I covered this in the keyboard maestro field guide. So some people may already be aware of some of this, but there is really no simple way to template out word and pages. Um, on the Windows side, there are document generation applications built for this. And they're really, there just really aren't any on the Mac. So I made my own. And what I've done is I've made these document templates like, 
uh, as a lawyer, I have a, a certain type of corporate document that I need once in a while. And what I do is I put wildcards in the document where I need to replace them. It, it's mm-hmm. like the name of the company and the amount of the shares or whatever. But you also have wildcards for like him versus her and, you know, his versus hers. You have to like think about all the different things that can change. And then I've created a keyboard maestro script. When I, when I trigger it, it gives me a menu of all the variables. So I can just type them in in one screen. And then once I hit go, it goes, it grabs the template document. And then it makes a copy of it. And the way it does it is, and all of these, you know, this is just a very tricky script. Um, so you open the document and then you pause for two and a half seconds because that's what you always do with keyboard maestro is you pause, you know, but then I do a command, a keyboard command, shift command S, which is the save as command in pages. And fortunately, when you do it, it already highlights the name field for the save as. So then mm-hmm. I can I can take some of the variables and I can rename the document using those variables. So the very first thing to do is I make a copy of the template. And then it's a rinse and repeat on the um, search and replace. But again, it's it's you know very particular keyboard commands. Like I use Command F within pages will work. So long as you have the last time you ran it, you had search and replace and not just search. Right. And uh, and then once so once you do that, then you can, you know, so as long as you've got the adequate number of pauses, you look for certain terms, you know, of your wild cards you put in the document, and then you place in the variables that the user has typed in. And then you, you know, you do it for as many variables as you have. And at the end you have a, a customized document. It's it's quite a bit of work to do it the first time. And you know, I now that I figured out how to do it, it's it's not that hard. But just recently I've had a bunch uh, atypically for me, I've had a bunch of the same type of things I've been doing. Usually with my my clients, everything is different, but I've been able to actually use some of these templates. And man, is it nice being able to do that. Oh, yeah. I can believe that. So I, I've been trying to to make templates for the, the shows that I've been doing for Screencast Online. And the problem with Screencast Online is every show is different. So I can't really template things. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've been working on a little outline automation, which I will hopefully be able to share in a future episode. But automating your documents is good. Um, we're going to have to come back to this in a future episode and do a whole episode on it. Yeah, like Microsoft Word is much more difficult to pull this off because it changes the window focus to the search. Oh. It, it, I've got a solution, but it's uh, yeah. we'd need another 30 minutes for me to explain it. So we'll, we'll do a show on it at some point. Yeah. But, but the um, you can do it in different applications, but the document automation has been delighting me lately. It's fun. You press the button. And because I have so many pauses in it, it's not immediate. It takes about you know, about 30 seconds to generate it. But it's kind of fun to just watch the screen zip around and, and generate these documents for you. And this is why you don't really need a virtual assistant because <laughs> you program Keyboard Maestro to be your virtual assistant instead. Yeah, that is a thing that you typically would pay a virtual assistant to do, that you'd give them the information, they generate the document for you. And it's a good example of where I don't need a virtual assistant to do that. It just just happens for me. And it's much faster. Yes. You know, and it's more accurate because it's automation based. So uh, th- there's there's some real love in that for me. Um, so so we'll, we'll do a show on that at some point. And um, if you're interested, let us know in the forums the problems you have with document automation. We'll make sure we cover that. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about in today's show is our friend Adam Toe um, has released an app and automators should be aware of it. It's called Launch Cuts. 
Mm-hmm. And this solves the problem with um, shortcuts of, of people like us have is there's too many shortcuts and there's no folder organization. Yeah. So launch cuts is just kind of an ingenious way to take it gets it, it looks at your shortcuts library and gets all the names out of it and then allows you to organize them within folders. So it's like a it's kind of a launcher for shortcuts, but it just adds a bunch of features that Apple hasn't got around to. Yes, and this is so useful. So I finally managed to get all of my shortcuts for Screencast Online in one folder and Automators in one folder and the Suite Setup in one folder. And it's so nice to have like those 10 shortcuts together, not scattered around because the sync broke on me again and all of my shortcuts got rearranged. Um, and so, oh, being, really? Yeah. Oh, well, it, this happened at some, some time ago, and I'm still trying to find out exactly when things went wrong the last time because um, all of my shortcuts keep changing order. And I'm I'm not sure if I'm imagining things or if they are actually changing order on me. Um, and it's a little bit confusing. Um but uh, with launch cuts, I don't need to worry because there's all sorts. And I'm, I also really enjoy going through my shortcuts organized by color. Um, I don't know why. It's just very soothing to scroll through and see how many shortcuts I have in different colors. Yeah, I've got a really nutty system with icons and colors. And then as soon as I got launch cuts installed, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is the way it should be. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's great because you can also it's even got smart folders rather for um for checking what you can share so you, if you could share a date to something or if it's tagged with music um and the way that it works is absolutely amazing so i would highly encourage people to check that one out and adam is just one of us i mean he's been adding so many interesting shortcuts to the community and been super involved with trying to push the ball forward on what you can do with shortcuts i like giving him a little support anyway uh, he's got a website i think it's toe.com Mm-hmm. That's from memory. So I guess let me check that real quick before before I finish that line. Yeah, toe.com. And he does a lot of cool stuff on there. And uh, I recommend going and checking it out. And, um, and congratulations, Adam, getting that yes. launched. Yes. And it's really interesting to see the number of uh, shortcuts, utilities, applications that are popping up that may be more, topic, uh, for, more topics for future shows there. And, uh, yeah. We'll have to see what we can do with that. I agree. In the meantime, we are the Automators. You can find us over at relay.fm slash automators. You can find the forums at talk.automators.fm. Thank you to our sponsors, Kensington, ExpressVPN, and Pingdom. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Have fun automating.